and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will guide you through a movie. Each and every month there's a theme, and as it's me, I'm doing May Gay, my look at gay-themed movies. Now tonight, I'm looking at a sequel no one asked for from a production company no one likes, Other Craft a Legacy. And boy, what a legacy this had to draw from the original kicked off the witchcraft craze of the late 90s, made goth cool, and had a highly popular TV clone off the name, or actually off the the premise rather. Then there's this, coming out 24 years later, with hardly a connection to the original. I mean, the story goes that this thing was written in 2013, 2014, and was picked up in 2017. Made in 2018, 2019, and shot out in 2020, to be forgotten about in 2022. So that's a great legacy there for crying out loud. Now, I heard the reviews uh, from this back when it first came out. Basically, this was the ultimate feminist power trip. So I waited until VLD, and the price came down horrendously, because the fucking price was ridiculous, like 25 quid a rental, fuck that. To write this, and uh, boy, reviews were correct. This is basically a TED talk on how evil man is. Now, if I thought Black Christmas re-remake was bad, boy, I was wrong. This one takes it even further. However, I'm going to put all that aside and give this thing a fair chance. So, count the corners, cast that spell, here it is, Craft Legacy. With a budget of $18 million, this thing pulled in a lackluster $2.3 million and tanked, shelving the sequels that were planned for this. The cast, Kelly Spaney, Zoe Luna, Gideon Aiden, Louie uh, Simone, or Laurie Simone even, sorry, Michelle Monaghan, Nicholas Galzini, Charles van der Voort, and David Duchovny. The director, Zoe Lister-Jones, a first-time director, which is never a good play well sign. Other plot, it's 20 years after events of the first movie. A new kid at school joins the weirdos and becomes fast friends with them and indeed start a coven when they find out she's a witch. Through typical high school bullying, the witches turn their attention on the high school douche bro bully and turn him gay and he quickly kills himself. The new kid's new stepfather is a MGTOW leader and wants his stepdaughter's powers. Secretly, he's a warlock? Yes, that dumb. Anyway, let's just go on with this piece of shit, shall we? <clears throat> After the locals, oh, and Barbie, can Blumhouse just die now? I hate most of the movies of this toxic-ass company which just spews out. Also, I hate what they did to the Halloween franchise. Don't forget, evil dies tonight! It dies tonight! Oh, fuck off, I hate what they done to Halloween fucking kills. It's such a shit movie. Almost everything they have shot out is awful. I mean, however, in seeing that, to be fair, I have a soft spot for Insidious, but eh. Anyway, it opens up on three girls at an altar, casting spells, much like the OG. These are Lourdes, played by Zoe Luna, the transgender girl. Frankie, played by Gideon Alden, um, the horn dog. And Tabby, played by Laurie Simone, or Lovey Simone, even I pronounce her fucking name. Uh, what the hell her name is? I mean, who cares? Uh, the token black of this story, after much giggling and laughing, which all these fucking witches do, 
they try to cast a spell, but it fails because need a fourth, a north, a south, an east, and a west. And first TED Talk of the movie, quote, The spirits of the west, west have messed shit up for a while now. Unquote. Really, movie? I mean, really? We're only four minutes into this piece of shit, and you start already with the sledgehammer? Jesus Christ. This is why I have no time for fourth, or indeed fifth, or indeed sixth, or what the fuck number it is nowadays, feminists. All they do is bash the West, aka low-hanging fruit. I would support the fuck out of them if they tackled the East, China, Japan, the Middle East, North Korea. But nope, all they do is take cheap swipes at the Middle America, because some guy dare has his legs slightly open. I mean, the fact that a woman can have 10,000 fucking shopping bags, three handbags and a pram or stroller if she has a kid, taking up way more space than this guy's poor little fucking legs, man-spreading. I mean, equal opportunities, my ass. I mean, ugh. Anyway, up flashes the titles and thank you for that fit, by the way. As we the fourth Lily, played by Kelly Spaney. Driving in the car with her mum, Helen, played by Michelle Monaghan. Sing along to One Hand in My Pocket by Alanis Morissette because it's their quote jam. Bullshit. She is supposed to be 16, 15 or 16, and she knows about Alanis Morissette. Nope. Anyway, note, Kelly Spaney was the only one of the four leads not to be practising witchcraft before this kicked off. So you know this is a shit. I mean, hmm. Suddenly, Lily stops singing because she's depressed as she left all her friends behind just so her mum can start a new life with her new boyfriend slash husband. They arrive at their new home and here we meet Adam, played by David Duchovny. What the fuck are you doing here? She didn't blow through all the X-Files reboot money already. I mean, wasn't it just back in 2018? Jesus, jinkies. Anyway, he is Helen's new boyfriend slash husband, who she barely knows, and yet she moved clean across country to be with in under six weeks. So it was a whirlwind romance, and they got married, then they moved to each other, and the fuck is happening here? I mean, who much you judge? I mean, love it for sake, no, it's crap, but hey hell. Also, he meets his boys, Isaiah, played by Donald McClellan Jr., Jacob, played by Charles van der Voort, and Abe, played by Julian Gray. I have no idea who the fuck these are, but they look like models coming off a fucking runway or TikTok quote stars. Also, don't think I didn't notice the fact that the male members are Adam, Isaiah, Jacob, and Abe. I mean, I'm surprised the bloody new wife wasn't called Eve or Mary, for crying out loud. Hmm. Writing this is a bit shit. By the way, I also love the subtle CGI snake in the grass. Not only was that a good nod to original, but to Adam. That evening over ice cream, the oldest and middle child fight over a good seat on the sofa. Because boys will be boys, am I right? I mean, this writing is atrocious. atrocious. As upstairs, Lily unpacks, and here we're told Lily wasn't popular in her old school, as it had too many D-boys. No, not douchebag boys, but dick boys. Also, remember, quote, Your power is your difference, TED Talk number two. I'm surprised that shit isn't on a t-shirt yet. I mean, Jesus Christ. We also find out, as I said earlier, this love affair with Adam is only six to ten weeks old, yet she moved clean across town, across town, across country even, 
to be with him? Okay then. Hmm. Next day at school, Lily has a little whoops in the form of her first period. Now, I think she's either 15 or 16 or even 17 and this is her first period. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong here, which I probably am because who knows, I'm just that stupid man. But I thought girls started as early as 9. So surely by 16, she would know how to deal with this thing. But nope, the school douche bro, Timmy, played by Nicholas uh, Gal Galazine, what's his fucking name, spots this and loudly points out to the class, mocking Lily openly. What? No, tampons to put her with? They're all gonna laugh at her. I mean, mm-hmm. Dick, move, sure, but does he deserve what they do to him? Hmm. Also, who the fuck is this guy? He looks like a fucking Tommy Jeans model. Also, who in the fuck names a bully character Timmy? I mean, the most unthreatening name ever, Timmy. The witches spot this and head to the toilets. And here, Lily is given gym shorts and a pad to clean up, telling her not to worry, this thing, this shit happens all the time. Okay then. TikTok number three, quote, Your flow is heavy, it's time to celebrate. Really, love, there's a time and a place for things and you pull this one out here. Read the room, sweetheart. Read the room. Anyway, it's lunchtime. It's awkward as fuck. As the entire food court is gossiping and staring and laughing, pointing at Lily. Like they haven't done something stupid before. I mean, hmm. Mind you, she's a new girl. This is her first day and there's this. My lord, she'll never live that one down. Though she's quickly take her under their wing. Frankie about floods her basement when Jacob nods and smiles to Lily. Calm the fuck down, girl. So much for she don't know no man until a pretty boy smells at her. Mm-hmm. Ted talk number four. Lily complains of stomach pains as all the girls agree except Lorez the trans because she can't have cramps because she's trans. Oh dear, oh dear. <clears throat> the witches about lose their shit when Lily plays with a pendant around her neck. They say she's her fourth, and I have no idea why the fuck she's wearing this pendant, because this pendant isn't even in a fucking first movie, but there we have that one. And there's nothing to say about this pendant's power and why the fuck that's relevant, but there we have that one. I'm guessing this thing was chopped up, sliced and diced and shut out, because this thing makes no fucking sense. There's also other bits I'll point out later on in this podcast that shows this has been a slice and dice job, so hmm. Anyway, returning home, Lily steps around the empty house, fading Adam's study with all his men's right stuff and newspaper clippings of himself and all these awards he's won. We get it, this guy is an evil man and a vain douchebag. Lily then hears a noise come from one of the other rooms, so checks out, fading Isaiah jacking off naked while playing loud ass porn. A, doesn't she knock? B, I know when I jack off, I sit completely naked and watch porn at full volume without the door locked. And C, it doesn't cheat porn start this way with the stepbrother, helps the stepsister and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Moving the fuck on. It's dinner time. So what else? Adam is grilling burgers and steaks with all his boys looking around slack jods. Who wrote this thing? In the kitchen, Helen and Lily are making drinks and dancing to 60s soul. Lily thinks it's threatening that Adam is grilling. Let me guess, you're a vegan? Upstairs, her jeans are now clean on her bed. Lily tells her mum, thank you for cleaning it. The blood off, she says, 
as the mother says, it wasn't me, maybe it was Adam. Lily is then uncomfortable. Why? Can't the guy do fucking laundry? Oh my god. Later, Lily showers and runs to her bedroom, soaking fucking wet. As she walked into Isaiah's room, spotting his snake, pet snake that is, and then just walks off in fear. What is happening here? And why is she wearing a towel, sweetheart? I mean, anyway, why is she wandering around a strange house, dripping water on wooden floors, and then walking to her older strip brother's room, all but naked? Okay then. Up flashes a knife, fire, a snake, and a woman being killed. What is that? Who knows? Because it's never fucking explained. This must be another subplot that's just sliced away, because it doesn't go fucking nowhere, yet there's like six of these flashings. I mean, what the fuck is happening here? Time for school. Cue more bullying from Timmy. With a lame first period joke. Really? That's the best you can got with. What's running for this? Lily sends him flying through the air with her mind. Calm the fuck down, Katie. The witches see this, and now they know. As in detention, Lily gets a telepathic message from the witches to ask him to go to the toilet. Out she goes... To be all but jumped by the witches. Calm the fuck down, love. I mean, she is a real witch and you're just a wannabe. I mean, for crying out loud. They are now her fourth. These three girls are beyond annoying. All beyond hyped up fucking Ellen DeGeneres audience. Annoying spewing out buzzwords left and fucking right. The OG witches were edgy and cool, dark and moody, bitchy and selfish. These are like sugar-rushing tumbler kids spewing out crap like it's fucking golden. Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up already. Annoying as fuck, and it should have been cut down, or at least cut. Jesus Christ, man. Cut to all four walking home. So detention means nothing to these, these kids these days. Okay, then. All boasting about Lily throwing Timmy onto a locker Kidding, taking credit for it. No love, you didn't do shit. Lily did all because she is the full power of Mano. Also, in the OG, maybe the girls killed the guy with the snake, or maybe it's down to the fact he was fucked out of his head on drugs and/or alcohol. I was standing in the middle of traffic holding a snake, screaming at the top of the lungs, and get hit by a car. So, hmm, nope. In this one, it's Lily. She's magic, just like that. Frankie, the ever horn dog, can't stop spewing out crap, something about shapeshifting and Twilight with her being a twihard, really, in 2016? I think not. She should be with Hillary or feeling the burn. I mean, mm. what she's then tell Lily, she is the witch of the West, aka water. She must call the corners with them as much for free choice or will. Mm. TikTok number five. They have superpowers. They can grow babies inside them. Oh, but the trans girl. We get it already. She's a fucking former he. She was, quote, misgendered at birth. And now she's in her, quote, real body. Do I have to keep hammering this time and time again with a fucking sledgehammer? It's not very subtle, movie. Hello. Oh, my God. It's the same with vegans. Their entire life is vegan. Nothing else. Take me for instance, I'm a 40-something gay man. Yes, I'm gay, but that isn't the entirety of me. I have many, many sides and many, many flaws. But I am not just gay. Jesus Christ, get a fucking life, all these stupid TikTokers. 
moving the fuck on in the middle of the woods to watch his poor salt saying it will encase and increase their powers no it fucking doesn't it keeps the evil forces out who the fuck wrote this and where the fuck was their wicker advisors anyway much like the og with the butterflies the girls stop time while calling the corners suddenly the girls scream and shouts as they do continue throughout this fucking movie so it's time to plan revenge on timmy now someone should tell them rule of three whatever you put out there comes back three times fold except this movie it fucking doesn't they don't get their comeuppance in this fucking movie this is so bloody well bad even in the original the three girls did get comeuppance one got made ugly again um what was the other one was bald and one lost all her power so Karen, but in this one because it's a feminist fantasy they have no comeuppance what they did to timmy anyway they break into timmy's house slash bedroom steal his wank sock i think it is to use his most powerful essence as they call it uh, to unlock his true self aka being gay which maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But how dare these little brats force him out before he's ready? All because he's a dick to them in school. Wow, just fucking wow. I am stunned. Stunned, I tell you. My pearls are snapped. My wig is snatched. That this made it past the TED Talk Tumblr SW focus group. This is beyond homophobic. How dare these little bitch teens force him out before he's ready? He needs to come out in his own time and his own terms and his own pace not forced out no wonder he kills himself later on in this fucking movie now see at 16 i didn't know what to do or who i really was all i knew is i had to get the fuck out of my toxic as fuck high school i didn't find my real self until my early 20s and i struggled a lot with that but no you're gay therefore you must be forced out at 16 fuck right off whoever fuck wrote this also, while I'm at it, these writers think this is funny and laugh at closet cases. Wow, this is beyond homophobic. It is disgusting how the fuck this get past the censors on the writing stage. I mean, mm. also, you are telling me in one day they go from fighting their fourth to calling the corners to freezing time to hexing the school bully. Wow, egotistical much? I mean, back to this wonderful piece of writing. Watches run out of the house, almost getting caught. They then celebrate their, quote, victory of putting Timmy under a spell to make him gay. Cue a montage of them using their magic powers, including light as a feather stuff as a board stuff, which has somehow worse effects than 1986, using fire magic to burn off a slur bird, and finally, aura reading magic. By the way, there's a cut subplot that Tabby's grandmother was a witch doctor and she could read, I don't know how it is, carol cards and do the whole witch stuff. Also, the Tran girl grandmother was a psychic and she read orders. So that the whole bit is just cut out. So, hmm. On to Lily getting sight beyond sight spell. Calm the fuck down, Thundercats. This being getting a five-pointed star drawn on her head, bathing in milk and flowers with the others chanting the maiden, the mother and the crone as the bathwater turns purple. You know already, love? It's called a bath bomb. Also, yet more screeching, giggling and laughing. Finally, 
Lauders turns a bully's clothes rainbow colours as he is gay bashing someone. I mean, this is the ultimate power fantasy crap, by the way. I mean, uh, this is so fucking bad. They were not a thing tanked. Next, in the middle of this food court, the girls call the corners and freeze. Time to mess with people because that's very mature. Months, days, weeks, or hours later, who the fuck knows? Lily is on a magic high like a fucking sugar rush. Her mother asks where she was. She tells her that Lola is now has friends. And she was hanging out, and the mother seems over impressed with that. I'm like, really? That's a low banging fruit there. I mean, fuck's sake. Adam walks in pissed off that Lily got into trouble for uh, teaching Timmy a lesson by throwing him into a, a locker. So it's days later then, and wow, this movie is fucking awfully edited. Anywho, Adam tells Lily that he has a zero tolerance attitude to violence, and he is very disappointed in Lily. This somehow makes him evil. One little stern talk makes him evil. Who the fuck wrote this? Now he is right. Violence is never the answer until it is. It is not the first thing you jump to, the fucking idiots. Later, Lily cries herself to sleep. Why? I mean, she was in the fucking wrong, so... Hmm. Much later, she goes outside for a walk and she finds Abe sitting outside all alone because that's what they do, apparently. I mean, I have no idea what's happening here. He says something about uh, order through power and power through order. I really don't give a fuck at this point. This writing is terrible. This editing is terrible. I mean, what the fuck? It's like way past midnight and he's outside. He's like 10 or something. I have no idea what the fuck is happening. And I don't frankly care. Next day at school, the ultimate feminist power trip to turn the school bully the toxic masculinity into a gay soy boy. Leading along by the nose, spewing out tumbler, TED talk, buzzwords and phrases. As Timmy has, quote, found his true self. He quickly turns his back on his boys, changes his lifestyle, changes his clothes and outlook while following the girls like a fucking lapdog. Even worse, he's their GBF. I hate that fucking phrase, GBF. It's disgusting. Maybe he should dump the toxic boys, yes, but... It's not down to the girls to force him to do this. After all, he is under a spell. He has no free will or choice. I mean, hello, free will and choice. It's why the devil was kicked out of heaven. Look it up, folks. Cue a makeover scene as the girls get ready for a party they are invited to while boasting how much Timmy has changed while under their powers. Now, I want to know what the fuck would happen if the genders were reversed? If four men forced a woman to completely change herself while under a spell, the earth would crack at the feminist rage. So why the fuck is it fine here if they force him to be gay? Fuck off. Selfie time using a Polaroid. Really? 16 year olds using a Polaroid? This is how you can tell it was written in 2014 when Polaroid had their 10 minutes of cool factor comeback. So fucking bad. At the party, the witch is just walking out in the fucking place. Then Tabby makes the school girl bully bang her head off the wall using telepathic powers all because of one stupid lame-ass period joke. Grow a fucking thicker skin for fuck's sake. I mean, you call this bullying? Jesus Christ. Get back to me when there's been stabbings, burnings, breakage of bones. I mean, where's her? Fuck off. Nonsense. Grow a fucking thick skin. 
Anyway, wandering around the house, Lily bumps into Timmy, who says, sorry for the period shits. With that, boom, Lily is in love with the new, softer gentleman, Timmy, who has gone far too fucking feminist. He even made a fucking all-feminist playlist, including Princess Nokia, who the fuck she is. And others I am way too old to know slash care about. I don't give a fuck, frankly. In the kitchen, the now fully woke Timmy hits on Lily subtly. See, girls, never trust a male feminist, even if the guy is gay slash bi. Because, like Timmy, all he wants is on your pants. Enemy. He tells her his mom died 11 years ago, so five, six years ago. And he used a Ouija board to talk to her. Lily is now fully in love. Where does this come from? I mean, they were enemies like two days ago, now that she's in lust or love. But she's... See, that's so pull Lily away to dance and cue some really shitty dance scenes with fucking Timmy. Then, slow-mo walk into the school food court with now fully cucked GBF Timmy. This is beyond sad. Also insulting. If Timmy really truly was gay, wouldn't he hang around with other gays or pretty boys? I'm guessing this guy was a straight chaser. Not hang around with these annoying little girls. I mean, cut to the witches using the book from the OG as Isaiah is on a PlayStation 4 playing some sort of shooting game. Tabby demands not asked to be next, but demands to be next. Root match. So the witches make the game crash when Isaiah says no. Would you grow the fuck up, you selfish, narcissistic, egotistical little bitches? Timmy then walks in with Jacob. They're supposed to be doing a science project, but Timmy dumps him to be with the girls. I mean, root much. So, Timmy is just... I have no idea what's going on here. I mean, this guy's no, no self-control, no power at all of himself. It's all led by his fucking nose. And by the way, Isaiah gives him a nasty-ass look then storms off. As upstairs, Timmy and the girls play Two Truths, One Lie. And I've seen porn start like this, but moving the fuck on. Here, Timmy comes out as gay, saying he fucked Isaiah a few times last year. And now Isaiah has ghosted his ass. After an ugly cry, Timmy says how, how hard it is to be gay. As Adam comes home, so Lily to what she's to get out of the house because Adam will kill them. The fuck? Over an awkward dinner, Adam talks about his work with recently divorced men and their struggle to see their children. Also, how hard it is to trust again and them having to restart their lives all over again. Which is actually bloody well true. I mean, hmm. After dinner, Lily uses Timmy's jumper to masturbate to and puts him under a love spell. What in the fuck? What point of, I'm gay, don't understand, you stupid little bitch? I mean, or, does he need to have a nice mom to make him straight? Fuck off! Oh my god. Timmy instantly enters her room and the two of them kiss and he just walks off confused. Then comes back for another kiss. Again, he has no free will at all. He's basically just a walking dildo at this point. That night, Lily is awakened to a fully nude Isaiah standing in her room, sleepwalking. Karen, he is awkwardly led away by Jacob. What the fuck is with this naked stepbrother stuff? I mean, it was a person watching porn and taking notes. Next day at school, a teacher tells the class Timmy killed himself late that night. Uh, the previous night, rather. See, girls, this is what happens when you 
play with someone's head and heart. He wasn't ready to come out, you forced him out, and he killed himself under the pressure of it, you fucking selfish little bitches. Of course, let me talk all about herself, as she tearfully tells others she cast a love spell on him, she loved him. Fuck off, you selfish little... Oh my god, I can't believe this movie's so fucking bad. They quickly turn on her and bind her and themselves, as that night Lily spies on one of Adam's men's group. Here, he tells Jacob it's okay to cry, as crying isn't a weakness. Yet men getting in touch with their emotions seen as evil? Who wrote this? Because getting in touch with your feelings isn't evil. Using your son as a pawn in your game is evil. But since when is men getting in touch with their self and their, their, their emotions evil? Who wrote this? I mean, who wrote this? Take away the writing credits now and take away this bitch's director's credits because this movie is fucking atrocious. I don't give a fuck if this is triggering. I've passed it with this fucking softy softy. You can't do this, can't do this. Fuck off. Piece of shit. Anyway, much later that night, Lily has another one to wander straight into Adam's office where she spots his family crest, a knife wrapped in snakes. Goes fucking nowhere. Adam catches up and explains about the crest, something about snakes were powerful and... Who cares, frankly? I don't give a fuck. She has a flash of a knife, fire and a snake and then bloods. Again, what is this about? Who cares? Lily then... Wakes up from the nightmare, screaming, she isn't safe, Adam is dangerous, and she needs to leave. Where the fuck did this come from? Was it from a cat subplot that nobody gives a fuck about? All Adam did was tell her that he doesn't like violence, therefore he's evil? Fuck. Lily then snoops, finding out her adoption papers and her original birth certificates, finding out Helen isn't her real mother. She then confronts her about her, who her real mother is, and runs off in tears, as all she does in the fucking second half of this movie is run off in tears. Jesus Christ, love, get a fucking grip. Helen explains it was her birth mum that told her to keep this thing all a secret. Kidding. Cut to Timmy's funeral. Everyone turns on Lily, so she uses magic in public as she forces her mum to fall on her ass as she runs off in tears and then stands at size and goes as all her emotions are shown in her face who the fuck wrote this crap Lily then returns home to find Helen has packed up all their shit and plans moving back to where they came from telling her to stop using her powers it's dangerous saying she'll take the burden of power off her saying she's too different and her differences are not her strength Guess what? It's Adam! Surprise! He's a warlock and a shapeshifter! Where the fuck did this come from? Why, way left field! Much like the fucking politics. Not once is it shown. Nothing is shown from this guy apart from his egotistical dickhead. And he borderline abuses his kids. Nothing about him being a warlock or being power mad. This just came out of fucking nowhere, and wow, this just reeks of reshoots. So, Lily headbutts Adam, who vanishes into thin air, and then teleports behind her and knocks out with one punch. Meanwhile, Timmy's ghost uses the Ouija board to warn the witches of Lily's danger. Yes, folks, it's that fucking stupid. They quickly unbind themselves and Lily, so it is on and cue a ridiculously bad CGI fight in the woods with Adam using magic on Lily. 
almost killing her and then almost killing the other three witches. Until they try to set him alight and then they drown him, stick him in stone and then blow him away because news the earth, fire, wind and water spell. Helen is safe, she's tied up at the house. With Helen now safe, she takes Lily to see her real mum, who is, wait for it, Nancy, played by Fusa Bulk, in a blink and you'll miss it cameo. Now, who fucked this nut job and when is Adam Lily's dad? Who knows and indeed who cares because this movie ends. Credits mercilessly roll and that was Craft Legacy. This is beyond bad. A Tumblr, TED Talk, Instagram, fucking whatever what you spew out. TED Talk on the evils of men. I find this beyond insulting. These girls find gay hilarious and they find joy in turning the high school bully gay and then force him to spout out feminist buzzwords and the wokeness shit buzzwords. These girls are highly unlikable. The soundtrack is shit and the effects are god motherfucking awful. Mother's fucker tanked. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 1 out of 10. Just avoid this thing, it's awful. So I'll come back next week as I look at I Have No Idea. Because maybe I was going to cover Amazon Prime Removed. I was going to cover Interview of a Vampire, but I removed it, so fuck what I'm going to cover. Just just find out anyway. Next week. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe, and follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Now go and check out another one of my hundreds of podcasts and a bye.